Hello everyone. Today we'd like to talk to you about the pioneers of fasting. Fasting, integrative medicine and inspiration. The Buchinger Wilhelmi Amplius program where tradition meets innovation. As pioneers of fasting, we share our insights gained from a century of fasting experience and present fascinating results from the latest fasting research. We will talk to leading experts about fasting and aspects of integrative mind and body medicine, including nutrition, exercise, relaxation and mindfulness techniques to inspire you to live a long, healthy and fulfilling life. My name is Leonard Wilhelmi. I am the managing director of the Buchinger Wilhelmi Clinic in Lake Constance, Germany. I am today here uh, with my mother, who is the scientific director of our clinic in Lake of Constance and Marbella, Spain. And the reason why we'd like to go into the history uh, and the pioneering of fasting is that in recent years, a lot of um, studies have been published about fasting. A lot of um, new scientific knowledge has surfaced about fasting. But um, there are pioneers of fasting who have developed uh, fasting methods a long time ago and who have had an approach towards fasting that is still relevant today and shouldn't be forgotten. Our family has been in this fasting topic with our two clinics since 100 years. So we are linked to this um, history of fasting, to this pioneer movement um, closely through our family and our clinics. So this is why today we'd like to start this episode um, with the question to my mother, Dr. Françoise Wilhelmi de Toledo, and I'd like to ask you to tell us a little bit about these pioneers of fasting. I think it's nice to make a podcast and just make this transmission because we are now in our generation change in the clinic direction. So I can tell you my vision of the thing since so many years and decades I'm into the field. Yes, first of very pioneers of fasting are not people. It's, it's just an ability of you beings on this planet Earth to live in seasons uh, where you have no food. So you need it to have the food in your own body. This is the fat and the some protein reserves and a bit of sugar you have, which is uh, able to let a human being of normal weight survive during 40 days. Many animals have other survival strategies like fasting and hibernation, or they migrate uh, during fasting to warm countries where they find the food again. And so if we go back to history, we can say the first signs of fasting in an, in an organized way are in the religions. And the religions of the big religions of today all offer periods of fasting, days of fasting, some hours with supplements or not. So there is a variety of fasting programs. Which is incredible, actually, that all religions have this already in their year protocol. Yes. It's incredible that it's not more thematized mm -hmm. because it's normal. Why? Because uh, religions know 
intuitively that fasting is good as a purification exercise for the soul, but also for the body. And now science is confirming that with wonderful uh, explanations today. But also it brings the communities together. And this is probably one of the most biggest reasons why religions have done Uh, this. So you say that the religions use uh, fasting not only as a means of purification, but also as a sociological um, way to regroup faith uh, groups? Yes, I think so. And sometimes this is the dominant dimension, mm -hmm. because people do something which needs solidarity, you know. When you fast, you're more peaceful. Mm -hmm. This is explained now by the chemistry of the brain. Uh, you don't uh, aggress the other people because you need your energy for your, for your survival. Mm -hmm. So normally you are more peaceful and you are also more tolerant. And now if we look at the pioneer of fasting, maybe in the medical, more medical field, then we have, of course, to go back to your grandfather, which is uh, or great, great grandfather. great grandfather, you're right, Otto Buchinger and his story is a typical uh, European history. He was born in 1878 and nine, was, uh, died in 1966. And uh, he went through two world wars. And he was inspired, actually, by people from America and other places and also from religious models. But maybe let's, let's just talk about his history. Maybe I don't know what you, what you remember from him. Well, uh, I remember a lot <laughs> from him, but... Uh... The pioneering aspect uh, that he had is, for me, um, the development of the method that we still use today and we still develop today. This is, for me, the pioneering aspect of, uh, of him. And also what I know about him is that he didn't come to this world as a saint, as a fasting uh, evangelist, but he, he went through his life as a marine doctor and sort of almost developed this method as a necessity to stay alive. That's exactly true. And in the so-called traditional medicine, you have many examples of doctors, medical doctors, who were ill and found a method first to cure themselves. In our region, in South Germany, you have the Paracnipe. Yes. This is a priest who made the whole hydrotherapy method, an extraordinary one, who was extremely famous a long, long time. But going back to your great-grandfather, uh, we can say that he first he studied medicine, and then he went into the Marine. And the Marine, of course, he was an officer, uh, like a medical officer, And he didn't go to war, happily enough for him, but he accompanied the son of the emperor, one of the sons of the emperor, through visiting all the colonies and all the partnerships they had in Asia especially. So he met the whole world. And also he was noticing that the marine, the people working in the marine were drinking much too much and smoking much too much. And that was making them weak. And then he, he studied in China, he had a master for Tao. So he, he was in contact with a lot of things. And then he was married and had four children, which were born in the times where he was away. And he wanted to go away from the marine. And he got an illness. And maybe it's a um, fate, maybe it was a synchronicity. And this allowed him to go out of the marine. But more than that, This illness was a very acute polyarthritis after a streptococcal infection. 
And in that time, he had no antibiotics. No one could, could really help him. He was practically unable to move anymore. He was really an invalid. And he was uh, thrown away from the Marine and couldn't work because uh, to open a, a medical doctor office, if you cannot move, it's not possible. And someone told him, why do you go, don't you go to Dr. Riedlin? He's a doctor in south of Germany who has been influenced by an American doctor called Dewey and who was guiding people through the fasting process. And he had a very terrible fasting uh, experience with 19 days, extremely difficult. But afterward, he says, I was uh, able to move all my joints like a young man. This is something that uh, is very interesting. So for all the listeners, if you want to go deeper into the history, you can find uh, links in the show notes. But this is, for me, a very interesting aspect of his life because he was always a searcher. He was always trying to go behind things and learning more. And so for me, this, the history you just portrayed is sort of an, a build-up towards this experience that he had. So first the experience in the Marine, heavy drinkers, heavy smokers, then his own illness. Um, I remember that he was unable to move, so he was basically tied to a wheelchair. And then the last thing he tried when he was basically a hopeless case was this fasting experience, which seemed very far out for him because he was a doctor himself. Yes, it was far out, but you have to remember in, in Germany at that time, there was a very, very popular movement from the basis of the population, was called the Reform Bewegung, Reform Movement. Like people so like... Kneipp, uh, like uh, Bircher Benner, like a lot of people who maybe... Rudolf Steiner, etc. Steiner was also exactly... The people just getting freed from the <clears throat> very tight clothing. Questioning things, uh, questioning things in education and medicine and yes. lots of fields, yes. People getting away from cities because at that time the industrialization was starting. Cities were extremely unhealthy. And this is why he was already in a sort of um, very positive um, moment mm -hmm. to get to a new direction, a new paradigm in medicine. And the most extraordinary charisma he had, he was so convincing because you could tell him any theory, what he had experienced, had him saved life and existence. He had four small children, no way to exist if he couldn't work. So that was a change. And we still today, maybe you notice even the fourth generation where you are, we notice this extraordinary impulse he gave us is still really present all the time. The culture that he sparked is still very much alive uh, in the clinics, yes. And of course, you don't have to forget that he was married to a fantastic wife called Else. And together they started in a small city called Witzenhausen to treat people uh, with fasting. Of course, the people had to be there. So they rented the rooms by families and so they improvised and starting to accumulate knowledge about how can you lead someone, motivate someone, sometimes very ill persons, to do a fasting which is primarily renounced to things you like. And how can you motivate these people through explaining to them, and this is a light motive in the life of Otto Buchinger, when you fast, 
you come to another level of consciousness. So you enjoy nature, you enjoy uh, music, you enjoy literature, you enjoy just being for yourself, just making a sort of a feedback in your own life, uh, trying to find out, is that what I do, the things we develop my potential, my skills, or am I just in a, in a wrong direction? So after his own experience, um, he founded his first clinic in Witzenhausen. Um, and there, the first pioneering aspect was that he understood fasting not only as a physical act, but also an act where uh, you are able to look inwards to the person you are within. I think you are just arriving at the right point. In my opinion, what makes the core of the Buchinger Wilhelmi program, which is now what we have developed in four generations from the Buchinger Heil Fast and Heal Fasting, like he said, is this multidimensionality. You have the medical aspect, the physical aspect, the fasting, the illnesses, and you have the spiritual aspect. The aspect of the presence, be yourself, listen to things you have no time to listen to, and be really interested in other, not so much material things, but also your own life and the sense of your life. And the third dimension is the community. And there he needed his daughter, Maria, who was uh, in the second generation, the person who really was able to bring people together and to make a community. And in our generation, your father and myself, Raimund Wilhelmi and myself, we have uh, also extended it to a multicultural and international community. And this is a skill uh, which makes the fasting extremely pleasant. Uh, and we have even documented scientifically that the people feel better and better and better emotionally and physically. This is the third dimension, the community. Okay, so um, from my understanding, the nice thing about working in a family business like ours is that each generation can pioneer something and take uh, movements from society, from, from modern societies and uh, integrate them into the program. Let's maybe talk a little bit about uh, things that uh, the generations after Otto Buchinger pioneered um, in our Buchinger Wilhelmi clinics. Yes. Well, Witzenhausen was really the star. They, they improvised and then they had experience. Then the World War II was uh, uh, announcing. And so they, they moved to Bad Pyrmont, which is in north of Germany, a place where they were more safe. And he was not welcomed immediately because it was a city where they had other priorities and they didn't know what fasting was. But after some years, they really developed a very well-known and, and renowned fasting clinic. And this is the moment where he also wrote his book, The Heal Fasting, in 1935, uh, which made him famous, more, still more famous. Uh, then they created a bigger clinic in Bad Piemont with all the experience they had. And then the family just divided. Uh, the son of Otto Buchinger stayed with the mother, Else, with his family in Bad Piemont. And another part of the family, which is uh, the daughter, Maria Buchinger Wilhelmi, with her husband, Helmut Wilhelmi, and the grandfather, Otto Buchinger, or the father from Maria, came to Überlingen and they founded here a clinic uh, on a beautiful hill facing the lake and that had also immediately a success. Then, 20 years later, in 73, 
Überlingen had been uh, created in 1953. They created Marbella. Helmut Wilhelmi, especially Maria Buchinger Wilhelmi, created Marbella fasting in the sun of Andalusian South Spain. So from what I understand is the uh, first generation of Otto Buchinger was the one who founded the method. What I found very interesting is that when the method was founded, it was between the world wars. And yes. people were basically happy to have food again. But even in this time, uh, he developed this method of fasting and people took it on. So yes. this means that it was... He um, himself, when the first person who told him, uh, Otto, you should fast, this is your last chance. He said, but you know, I'm not eating, we are hungry all the time, I'm fasting all the time. And the guy said, no, you're not fasting. You're just hungry. But fasting is some, something totally different. And he said, yeah, yeah, what do you eat when you fast? And he said, nothing, just water. Yeah. So the second generation, Maria Buchinger and Helmut Wilhelmi, who created the Buchinger Wilhelmi clinics in Überlingen and Marbella, they sort of brought the second element, which is fasting in a, in a nice setting. So uh, the Lake of Constance, a clinic facing the sea, Marbella fasting in a, in a Mediterranean surrounding, and also this idea that uh, fasting is something that is enjoyable was brought probably by the second generation, yes. the second generation of pioneers. Yes. And then the third generation, which is the generation of your father, Raimund Wilhelmi and myself, started. And I think our task was to consolidate and make it more professional. Fasting was still in the time where I started here only known as a bad method to lose weight. It has been called zero-calorie diets, and then it had been transformed into, at that time, in the, with the zero-calorie diets, people were used to fast 100 days. 300, it was published, 372 days, which never was our case. In our form of uh, understanding fasting, people would fast for long periods, it would be two or three or four weeks, but never 100 days. So uh, I suppose in this movement of um, weight reduction, they exaggerated. And so they reduced it afterwards and gave proteins, and this is the protein diet. But we went on with our method, and make it more professional. And after a certain time, we uh, had doctors following Otto Buchinger, like Heinz Fahner, like uh, our generation who wrote books, and the books can be fine in the show notes. And especially we started with um, scientific uh, documentation. This uh, required, of course, to create a new department. I have a lot of partnerships. And uh, to document the first big study uh, we did in 2019 is um, on safety, therapeutical efficiency, and uh, well-being during the fasting. And we had 1,422 um, subjects taking part in this uh, published study. So the pioneering aspect of your generation is uh, really the um, consolidation of the two clinics, uh, of the know-how that was built up by the very dynamic second generation of Maria Buchinger and Helmut Wilhelmi. And also, I remember my father uh, always says when he started, or when you started together here, there were 150 people working in the clinic in Überlingen. And today we have almost 350. So this is 
to show that the program has grown into lots of different fields, uh, nutritional therapy, lots of lots of treatments like physiotherapy, osteopathy. And um, all the, the physical treatments the world is giving today with the globalization, you have yes. traditional Chinese medicine, the massage of Thailand, all over the world. The medical um, team is now really strong. We have 12 experts who treat our patients here. So um, the pioneering element of your generation is really to raise the quality, to, to, to raise the quality of treatments and to also expand the idea of a person coming here fasting. Uh, and that person can do lots of lots of different things around it that support the fasting experience. Yeah, this Maybe is you'd like to talk a little bit about that. Yes, in the time of Buchinger, Otto, you had really fasting, walking was very important to make walks, and also music, reading, so the spiritual aspect. And today you have, uh, of course, psychotherapy, uh, physical training, trainers, physiotherapy, massage, massage of the whole world then a program of teaching also. The people, when they fast, they want to know what am I going to do afterwards. Uh, today you can, uh, of course, use the intermittent fasting to maintain the good results of a prolonged fasting called periodic fasting like we do, but also transmit a lot of knowledge about topics of medicine, of psychotherapy, of, of uh, politics, of anything that is interesting in the, in the time where we live. We have also uh, make it more international, multicultural, and saved always the spiritual aspect, which is not religion bound to a religion, but it's more, you know, the, the idea that when you fast, you should be present, you should be open to other things, you should reflect to your own life and uh, connect with people you don't know, do things you never done before, like painting or like uh, dancing or singing. So... Uh, this aspect has been now translated into modern times. Very interesting. When I think that I am the fourth generation now working in this family business, Buchinger will help me. Um, I always think about what will be my the task of our generation. You know, if you think about generation one, Otto Buchinger, his pioneering the method, second generation who sort of made it more open towards other places, uh, the aspect of community, the aspect of fasting in, in a nice environment. So having a, an experience in fasting, which is enjoyable. Then the third generation, which is you uh, and uh, Raymond Wilhelmi, my father, who also open up uh, the bridge towards the future in terms of um, a scientific work. So not have, just relying on the history, not just saying, okay, the last 60 years, everything has worked, the method worked, lots of people get cured with this, but to continue this curiosity that Otto Buchinger himself had, always trying to go behind things. Uh, in his times in the Marine, he was already feeling that this wasn't working the way it should. And this curiosity you kept and you translated it into 
scientific work. Maybe you'd like to talk a little bit about that. Yes, that's true. When, when I started here, there was a lot of uh, clinical experience here. You knew how to guide a person through a fasting and you knew how you guide a person with hypertension, a person with uh, rheumatisms, uh, joint pains or migraines or asthma. But we didn't know all the mechanism. And the wonderful thing is that we know, thanks to the research of um, longevity especially, and also on the obesity at that time, how it works. And this is, of course, an extraordinary enrichment. 30 years ago, we founded also a medical association, which still exists today, has about more than 200 members. And we organize congresses since a lot of years. Every second year, we have an international congress uh, gathering all the information about fasting. And our last congress, we had um, very well-known people like uh, Mark Madsen, like um, Jay Mitchell. Sometimes we had also Walter Longo and a lot of uh, people like Andreas Michalsen, which are more the European experts on fasting. We join, we bring them together with the people who are more clinicians. And this is why we could really come up with a program that um, is now science-based. We have made the last uh, studies on so. Mm. So this is a very interesting uh, topic because research nowadays shows wonderful um, things uh, that fasting can do. So explains a lot of mechanism behind the actual fasting. And the interesting aspect of linking this with our history or the history of our clinics and the history we have with the topic of fasting is that the two things are very linked, linked and complementary. Yes, but exactly. Um, to show research on fasting based on, let's say, an animal model or a yeast that fasts is just one side of the story. The other side of the story is the actual human who is fasting, don't you think? It's a wonderful thing what you say, because I just give you an example. Yvon Le Mao is a great specialist on fasting in animals, and especially in penguins. He came to me maybe 35 years ago on recommendation from someone, and I showed him what we were doing, and he was very, very stunned because he thought, but only penguins have this ability to fast during six months, not humans. He never thought. And I told him, you can do it. He thought I was crazy, I, I think. And then after some years, two or three years, his wife said, Yvonne, we are going to fast. <laughs> and he called me and said, well, I'm trying to. <laughs> and since then, he and his whole family are fasting regularly. And when you have a, a researcher who has the scientific aspect with animals, with even laboratory animals, and all the theory, and has a known personal experience, these are the researchers with whom we like collaborate. Mm. Wow, it's, uh, it's a very beautiful story and uh, very true, because the capacity to fast, everybody has it. It's like a program you can switch on and off, you can uh, switch out and in of the metabolism. But you need to know more about what is happening in you. Fasting is not just something that you can that you can try out like this. You have to know um, how you will feel. You have to know how to put yourself in this metabolism. And so it's very important that you don't just start with it like this. So I yeah, think you, you need to have respect because it's not. Uh, 
like just switching uh, for 10 minutes. Mm. It's like if you would do two days in the mountains and have a mm. sort of a strenuous exercise, you have to, to prepare it, you have to take time for that, mm. and you have also to plan the time when you land because the periods after the fasting is exactly as important as the fast itself. Mm. And then you have to go back to your everyday life and integrate this extraordinary experience you have had. Yeah. Okay, it's been very interesting talking to you, uh, Mama. But uh, we have to, sadly, we have to wrap up. So I'd like to maybe just address the, the key points that we discussed. So the pioneers um, in fasting, like we understand it. First of all, the ability to fast has been here since humans exist, because we always alternate. And animals. And animals, because you alternate between periods of time where you have food, which is mostly in summer, and periods of time where there is no food available in winter. So our life has always been around uh, switching from fasting to, to, to eating, basically. Our first pioneer of fasting, uh, Otto Buchinger, came from an own experience of fasting and integrated this into a method that he called the Buchinger fasting, which we now have developed more and more into the Buchinger will help me Uh, fasting school um, and each generation of family members uh, have sort of pioneered different aspects in this method and added layers to this method which now makes this Buchinger will help me fasting school um, so appealing to um, our patients and guests who come every year to our clinics in Überlingen and Marbella. Personal note on the side is that, of course, our generation, the fourth generation, we ask ourselves what will be our pioneering necessities. And uh, there are interesting uh, developments, for example, in the digital uh, world. People want to fast digitally now. Um, there is different aspects of the fasting program where you can adapt periods of fasting and regeneration to make it more appealing to a certain diagnosis or a certain person. So lots of interesting pioneering possibilities for the future, uh, but this is something for another episode. So I'd like to thank you uh, for sharing. I'd your... like to thank you too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We thank each other and uh, for sharing your, your wisdom. Um, and if you'd like to learn more about fasting, please uh, look at our show notes. We have lots of information in there. And stay tuned for other episodes um, and other topics around the fasting method of Buchinger will help me. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.